0: This is Holden Karnofsky reading through my shortish blog post, What AI Companies Can Do Today to Help with the Most Important Century. And I'll probably tack on an even shorter post that I'll put out later about what governments can do to help with the most important century. I've been writing about tangible things we can do today to help the most important century go well. Previously, I wrote about helpful messages to spread and how to help via full-time work. This piece is about what major AI companies can do and not do to be helpful. By major AI companies, I mean the sorts of AI companies that are advancing the state of the art and or could play a major role in how very powerful AI systems end up getting used. This piece could be useful to people who work at those companies or people who are just curious. Do skip it if you're neither of those. Generally, these are not pie in the sky suggestions. I can name more than one AI company that has at least made a serious effort at each of the things I discussed below beyond what it would do if everyone at the company were singularly focused on making a profit. I'll cover first prioritizing alignment research, strong security and safety standards, all of which I've written about previously. Avoiding hype and acceleration, which I think could leave us with less time to prepare for key risks. Preparing for difficult decisions ahead of time setting up governance, employee expectations, investor expectations, etc. so the company is capable of doing non-profit maximizing things to help avoid catastrophe in the future. Balancing these cautionary measures with conventional and financial success, and I'll also list a few things that some AI companies present as important societal benefit measures, but which I'm less excited about. Censorship of AI models, open sourcing AI models, raising awareness of AI with governments and the public. I don't think these things are necessarily bad in all cases, but I think some are, and I'm skeptical that any are crucial for the risks I've focused on. I previously laid out a summary of how I see the major risks of advanced AI, and four key things I think can help, alignment research, strong security, standards and monitoring, and successful careful AI projects. I won't repeat that summary now, but it might be helpful for orienting you if you don't remember the rest of the series too well, So while the post says, click here to read it, I guess in your case, just go to the previous episode. And uh, just a disclosure that's in a footnote on the post is that my wife works for one major AI company and used to work at another, uh, has equity in both. So yeah, buyer beware. Okay, first section, some basics. First off, AI companies can contribute to the things I can help that I've listed previously. They can prioritize alignment research, and other technical research, such as threat assessment research and misuse research. For example, they can prioritize hiring for safety teams, empowering their teams, encouraging their best flexible researchers to work on safety, aiming for high-quality research that targets crucial challenges, etc. It could also be important for AI companies to find ways to partner with outside safety researchers rather than rely solely on their own teams. As I've discussed in a previous piece, this could be challenging. But I generally expect that AI companies that care a lot about safety research partnerships will find ways to make it work. Then, they can also prioritize strong security beyond what normal commercial incentives would call for. It could easily take years to build secure enough systems, processes, and technologies for very high-stakes AI. It could be important to hire not only people to handle everyday security needs, but people to experiment with more exotic setups that could be needed later as the incentives to steal AI get stronger. AI companies can also help work towards a standards and monitoring regime. They could do their own work to come up with standards of what it means to verify an AI system is safe. Standards could balance protective value and practicality. This could be something AI companies are well positioned to think about. They could be voluntarily self-regulating beyond what's required by law, et cetera. So the basic idea here is to create standards for when an AI system is dangerous and how to avoid deploying those systems. Next section, avoiding hype and acceleration. It seems good for AI companies to avoid unnecessary hype and acceleration of AI. I've argued that we're not ready for transformative AI, and I generally tend to think that we'd all be better off if the world took longer to develop transformative AI. That's because, first, I'm hoping general awareness and understanding of the key risks will rise over time. Second, a lot of key things that could improve the situation, like alignment research, standards and monitoring, and strong security, seem to be in very early stages right now. Third, if too much money pours into the AI world too fast, I'm worried there will be lots of incautious companies racing to build transformative AI as quickly as they can with little regard for the key risks. By default, I generally think the fewer flashy demos and breakthrough papers a lab is putting out, the better. This can involve tricky trade-offs in practice, since AI companies generally want to be successful at recruiting, fundraising, etc. Now, here are a couple of potential counterarguments and replies. First, some people think it's now too late to avoid hype and acceleration, given the amount of hype and investment AI is getting at the moment. I disagree. It's easy to forget in the middle of a media cycle how quickly people can forget about things and move on to the next story once the bombs stop dropping. And there are plenty of bombs that still haven't dropped, many things AI still can't do. And the level of investment in AI has tons of room to go up from here. Second, I've sometimes seen arguments that hype is good because it helps society at large understand what's coming. But unfortunately, as I wrote previously, I'm worried that hype gives people a skewed picture. Some key risks are hard to understand and take seriously. What's easy to understand is something like AI is powerful and scary. I should make sure that people like me are the ones to build it. Now, maybe recent developments will make people understand the risks better. One can hope, but I'm not counting on that just yet. I think AI misbehavior can be given illusory fixes, and probably will be. I also am generally skeptical that there's much or any hope of society adapting to risks as they happen, given the explosive pace of change that I expect once we get powerful enough AI systems, and I link to a previous discussion of how explosive the pace of change could be. I discussed some more arguments for and against hype in a footnote. I don't think it's clear cut that hype and acceleration are bad, but it is my best guess. Next section, preparing for difficult decisions ahead. I've argued that AI companies might need to do out of the ordinary things that don't go with normal commercial incentives. Today, AI companies can be building a foundation for being able to do out of the ordinary things in the future. A few examples of how they might do so. Public benefit oriented governance. I pointed out in previous pieces that normal governance structures could be a problem in the future. For example, a standard corporation could be sued for not deploying AI that poses a risk of global catastrophe if not deploying it means a sacrifice for the bottom line. I'm excited about AI companies that are investing heavily in setting up governance structures and investing in executives and board members capable of making the hard calls well. For example, By default, if an AI company is a standard corporation, its leadership has legally recognized duties to serve the interests of shareholders, not society at large. But an AI company can incorporate as a public benefit corporation or some other kind of entity, including a nonprofit, that gives more flexibility here. By default, shareholders make the final call over what a company does. Shareholders can replace members of the board of directors who can replace the CEO, so that's pretty pretty good control. But a company can set things up differently For example, uh, you know, one lab is a for-profit controlled by a nonprofit. It could pay off in lots of ways to make sure the final calls at a company are made by people focused on getting a good outcome for humanity and legally free to focus this way. AI labs can also be gaming out the future. I think it's not too early for AI companies to be discussing how they would handle various high-stakes situations that might come up later. For example, Under what circumstances would a company simply decide to stop training increasingly powerful AI models? If the company came to believe it was building very powerful, dangerous models, whom would it notify and seek advice from? At what point would it approach the government and how would it do so? At what point would it be worth using extremely costly security measures? If the company had AI systems available that could do most of what humans can do, what would it do with these systems? Would it use them to do AI safety research use them to design better algorithms and continue making increasingly powerful AI systems, something else, I link to a place where I discuss lots of possibilities. Who should be leading the way on decisions like these? Companies tend to employ experts to inform their decisions. Who would the company look to for expertise on these kinds of decisions? Companies can also establish and get practice with processes for particularly hard decisions. Decisions like should the company publish its latest research breakthrough, should it put out a product, that might lead to more hype and acceleration? What safety researchers should get access to its models and how much access? AI companies face questions like this pretty regularly today, and I think it's worth putting processes in place to consider the implications for the world as a whole, not just for the company's bottom line. This could include assembling advisory boards, internal task forces, etc. Another thing companies can be doing is managing employee and investor expectations. At some point an AI company might want to make out-of-the-ordinary moves that are good for the world but bad for the bottom line, like choosing not to deploy AIs that could be very dangerous or very profitable. Now I wouldn't want to be trying to run a company in that situation with lots of angry employees and investors asking about the value of their equity shares. It's also important to minimize the risk of employees and or investors leaking sensitive and potentially dangerous information. So AI companies can prepare for that kind of situation by doing things today like being selective about whom they hire and take investment from, and screening specifically for people they think are likely to be on board with these sorts of hard calls, and doing things like education and communications, making it clear to employees what kinds of dangerous to humanity situations might be coming up in the future, and what kinds of actions the company might want to take and why. They can also be making internal and external commitments. AI companies can make public and or internal statements about how they would handle various tough situations, like how they would determine when it's too dangerous to keep building more powerful models. I think these commitments should generally be non-binding because it's hard to predict the future in enough detail to make binding ones. But in a future where maximizing profit conflicts with doing the right thing for humanity, a previously made commitment could make it more likely that the company does the right thing. Next section, succeeding. I've emphasized how helpful a successful and careful AI project could be. Now, so far, this piece has mostly talked about the careful side of things, how to do things that a normal AI company focused only on commercial success would not in order to reduce risks. But it's also important to succeed at fundraising, recruiting, and generally staying relevant, capable of building cutting-edge AI systems. I don't emphasize this or write about it as much because I think it's the sort of thing AI companies are likely to be focused on by default, and because I don't have special insight into how to succeed as an AI company. But it's important and it means that AI companies need to walk a sort of tightrope, constantly making trade-offs between success and caution. Next section, some things I'm less excited about. I think it's also worth listing a few things that some AI companies present as important societal benefit measures, but which i are a bit more skeptical are crucial for reducing the risks I've focused on. First, some AI companies restrict access to their models so people won't use the AIs to create pornography, misleading images and text, etc., Now, I'm not necessarily against this, it depends on the details, but I don't think it's a key way to reduce the risks I focused on. For those risks, the hype that comes from seeing a demonstration of a system's capabilities could be even more dangerous than the kind of direct harms I just discussed. Another one, I sometimes see people implying that open sourcing AI models and otherwise making them as broadly available as possible is a key social benefit measure. While there may be benefits in some cases, I mostly see this kind of thing as being negative or at best neutral in terms of the risks I'm most concerned about. I think it can contribute to hype and acceleration, could make it generally harder to enforce safety standards. In the long run, I worry that AI systems could become extraordinarily powerful, more so than like nuclear weapons. So I don't think that making sure everyone has access ASAP is just like the right framework here. And in addition to increasing dangers for misaligned AI, This framework could increase other dangers I've written about previously. Another one, I generally don't think AI companies should be trying to get governments to pay more attention to AI, for reasons I'll get to in a piece coming right up. However, forming relationships with policymakers could be good. Finally, I've sometimes seen arguments that hype is actually good because it helps society at large understand what's coming. Unfortunately, I think AI hype generally does this in a skewed way. I have more discussion of this dynamic in my previous piece on messages that are helpful versus harmful to spread. Overall, when an AI company presents some decision as being for the benefit of humanity, I often ask myself, could this same decision be justified by just wanting to commercialize successfully? For example, making AI models safe in the sense that they usually behave as users intend, including things like refraining from toxic language, chaotic behavior, etc., can be important for commercial viability but it's not necessarily good enough for the risks I worry about. And now I'm gonna do another mini piece that I'll probably post separately, but just combining the audio because it's related. Uh, It's called what major governments can do to help with the most important century. So just talked about what AI companies can do to help the most important century go well. What about major governments? What can they be doing today to help? And I'm centrally thinking of the US, but generally governments with lots of geopolitical sway and or major AI projects in their jurisdiction. Now, I do think governments could play crucial roles in the future. For an example, you can see my previous discussion of standards and monitoring. However, I'm honestly nervous about most possible ways that governments could get involved in AI development and regulation today. There's a few reasons for this. First, I think we still know very little about what key future situations will look like, which is why my discussion of AI companies in previous previous uh, piece that I just read emphasizes doing things that have limited downsides and are useful in a wide variety of possible futures. I think governments are stickier than companies. I think they have a much harder time getting rid of processes and rules that no longer make sense. So in many ways, I'd rather see them keep their options open for the future by not committing to specific regulations, processes, projects, etc. now. There's also a consideration I raised before. I worry that governments, at least as they stand today, are far too oriented toward the competition frame which is we have to develop powerful AI systems before other countries do, and not receptive enough to the caution frame, which is we should worry that AI systems could be dangerous to everyone at once and consider cooperating internationally to reduce risk. This concern does also apply to companies, but I've approached these differently because my recommendations for companies are targeted at companies that are already dedicated to AI, and I'm imagining individuals, the companies, who can have a big impact on the decisions they make. But when discussing governments, a lot of what I'm thinking is attempts to promote productive actions on AI will raise the profile of AI relative to other issues the government could be focused on. And it's much harder for even a very influential individual to predict how their actions will affect what a government ultimately does compared to a company. So because of these concerns, I don't have a ton of tangible suggestions for governments as of now. But here are a few. My first suggestion is to avoid premature actions including ramping up research on how to make AI systems more capable. My next suggestion is to build up the right sort of personnel and expertise for challenging future decisions. Today, my impression is that there are relatively few people in government who are seriously considering the highest stakes risks and thoughtfully balancing both caution and competition considerations, which I just discussed. I think it would be great if that changed. Governments can invest in efforts to explore and educate their personnel about these issues, and can try to hire key personnel who are already on the knowledgeable and thoughtful side about them, while also watching out for some of the pitfalls of spreading messages about AI that I've discussed in a previous piece. Another suggestion for governments is to generally avoid putting terrible people in power. I'm not gonna elaborate on that a ton, but voters can help with that. My top non-meta suggestion for a given government is to invest in intelligence on the state of AI capabilities in other countries. If other countries are getting close to deploying dangerous AI systems, this could be essential to know. If they aren't, that could be essential to know as well in order to avoid premature and paranoid racing to deploy powerful AI. A few other things that seem worth doing and relatively low downside. Governments can fund alignment research, safety research. Ideally, research that's targeted at the most crucial challenges that I've outlined in previous pieces. They can fund these via agencies like the National Science Foundation and DARPA. These agencies have huge budgets. Uh, NSF and DARPA combined spend over $10 billion per year. That's billion to the B, and they they do have major impacts on research communities. Governments could also keep options open for future monitoring and regulation. I linked to a slow, boring piece that uh, gives an example of how they can do that. Governments could build relationships with leading AI researchers and organizations so that future crises could be handled relatively smoothly. And governments can maybe encourage and amplify investments in information security. My impression is that governments are often better than companies at highly advanced information security, preventing cyber theft even by determined well-resourced opponents. They can help with and even enforce strong security at key AI companies.